Yeah. Stop planning for your f- future so much. Like, don't be an idiot, but stop planning for your future so much and worry about being happy with now. Because if you're happy with now, the future's going to take care of itself. My whole face was just cuddles. Yeah. I cuddled a lot of men at one time. Hey, but it's a mentality. Like, I was a fuckboy, and I'm willing to admit it. Have you fucked your whole past <laughs> is the question she's trying to ask. Where do men draw the line? Like, I've got the break fast in 12 more than but sometimes I put like an emoji next to it to kind of hint at what kind of sex it was. Oh my god, you're <laughs> okay, but seriously? <laughs> Why are you nervous? I, I, it's you so weird. I rehearsed in the shower. And you've done this before. And then as soon as you press record, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Here we go. No, well, it's like, good. It's good stuff. What's it called? Performance anxiety? Literally. Yeah, yeah. but it's but it's talking anxiety. I think I told you this, Emily, the other day. I could dance in front of a million people. I've literally danced in front of Katy Perry. Didn't even hesitate, didn't blink an eye. But get me talking in front of like two people. And a microphone. <laughs> in yeah, a microphone. Yeah, yeah, and it's just it's just different. And but. that's where you and I differ. Um, and we, we literally had this conversation yeah. the other day that – because we went to high school together and we were kind of pitted against each other in high school mm. and the differences between us was that you were happy to dance and I was happy to talk and, and that, that was about That it. was the way it went. Yeah, yeah that I was totally it. I totally forgot that you guys had that kind of relationship. Yeah, well, we didn't really have... It wasn't we, like... Okay, we were in the same friend group, kind of. Yeah. But, yeah, we... We weren't really... Like, it, it wasn't like we out and out hated each other. It was just like... If you were to pick the two people who were going to be mortal enemies out of the group, it was going to be. But I never us. hated you or despised you or anything. It was just like, it was what it was. We I were don't the know. same, so therefore yeah. we couldn't be in the same. Like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, it was an either or situation. So I mean, for those of you that don't know, we're on with Chelsea today. Hello, <laughs> I'm back and better than ever. She's back, and better than ever. <laughs> She's back um, bitches. So Chelsea was with us on episode three. Four? Four? Four, maybe? No four. way. It was, it was not. really early. It no, was. it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was really early. I swear I was like in the teens at least. Wow, time flies. I know, but I but. can check while you talk. Okay. We, we spoke about like at the time about how these girls had that like mortal enemy thing going on. Oh, they now live together. <laughs> by the way, I just like. We live together. Woo! I moved. <laughs> Um, yeah, we now live together. Um, that's a thing that happened. Which is great. And I have not told anyone from high school that I live with you. And I... Neither have I. I think it's hilarious. Well, I don't like, talk to anyone. But yeah, no, I think it's so funny that it's like... Well, it, and it will happen so quickly as well. Like two weeks ago. It really did. I was, I was at Emily's Barely. place a couple of weeks ago. And she's like, yeah, I really hope we get this place. And then I got, guess who's moving on Wednesday? Literally, all right. I think you gave me like the, okay, let's go ahead. Let's start looking for places maybe like two Tuesdays ago. Yeah. And then here we are, moved in. Moved in. Um, and Emily makes me a coffee every morning, which is... she's oh. too scared to use the coffee machine. Oh. <laughs> I'm just not a hospo gal. <laughs> it's not even about being hospo. Like, I remember Emily's coffee machine. She's like, yes, you've got to do it, like, manually. And I'm like, bitch, I couldn't even do it automatic. <laughs> like, I still <laughs> fucked it up on the machines that did it for me. So... Can I tell you, though, this co- new coffee, oh, could get used to it. <laughs> I'm still using bloody Coles cheap... Instant? Instant what are you going to do when I'm gone it. in the morning for, for work? Like, you've Let's been not lucky. speak about that. for the last two days. What are you going to do when I go to work early? <laughs> Let's not talk about that yet. Okay. I'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, I just checked. You were episode eight. 
Ooh, eight. So not so not super early. Wow. Early. early enough. But can I say the person I was back then to now? Holy Likewise. shit. Don't even get us. Between started. the three of us. Yeah. Whoa. The last six months has Whoa. been a little bit of a whirlwind. <laughs> I actually um, had someone from my new job the other day listen to the podcast and he sent me a message and he was like, I listened to the first episode. I was very impressed, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, just heads up, I'm not that person. We have That changed. is not me anymore. Um, yeah, something about getting yeah. shacked up made me boring and something about getting disgustingly motivated to do things in my mm. life made me angry about things that I wasn't angry about before. Yeah. There's been a lot of growth, which is kind of scary at the same time, to be honest. A little bit. Yeah, mm. for sure. But good. But good. Scary to think I could still be that person. <laughs> I think more so than anything. And like, that's like, And that's a big thing with this house that we've kind of had that conversation. Mm. Like, we lucked into this house. I don't know how we did it. How the hell I we don't did know. this is beyond me. And it's obviously some some angel fairy universe out there being like, you guys have done well. I'm, gonna I, give you, I'm just going to serve some good karma your way. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to give you a pat on the back. Can I borrow your house fairy, please? I've been rejected like five times now for my mm. own place. Like I understand single occupant here. It is a hard time as well. It's it a is hard a very time. hard time. If I could borrow your house fairy. I mean, that'd be great. You can borrow our house. We did say that. <laughs> and I'm the fairy. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, bitch. We did this to ourselves. Um, yeah, so that happened in the last week. It's been a really busy, big week. Like, what drama did we go through? Like, Monday got told we were moving on Wednesday. Wednesday, moving the house. I, mean, I moved pretty much everything, moved yeah. Everything by, by myself, might I add. She was Mm-mm. an absolute beast. Yeah. I get here to pick up the keys and she's unpacked her entire van onto the back patio. I'm pretty proud that I can fit my whole life into one van. That's yeah. pretty cool. I can't relate. Um, <laughs> yeah, I vibe with that. Yeah. So sh- that happened. I picked up the keys like four hours after we'd expected mm-hmm. to. Um, and then... I spent like four and a half hours driving that day. You did. You And every other hour lifting things. I've still got the bruises on my arms. And her Devo. legs. Your legs as well. I'm like bruised and hands. scratched, but you know. Feeling like a boss ass I don't need a man. <laughs> you do not. The See, only thing you asked for help with was your mattress Mattress upstairs. up the stairs. Yep. Yes, See, I you. when I look to move, I'll be leaving my bed in the place where it's mm-hmm. at at the moment because mm-hmm. it's one of those like big solid wood yes. beds. So I plan on leaving it there to be like babysat by the next occupant until I need it again. So I like the idea of not needing a man, still going to need a man. But the idea that I could do it without one is really nice. It's really yeah. nice. Yeah. 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 Um, cut back to me trying to get my mattress out of my old home and falling into the garden um, and just chanting, I don't need a man. I don't need a man. And that's just what Please. got me out of the garden. Well, even then, <laughs> your, mattress, your mattress up the stairs, we still didn't use any men. We didn't. I didn't use one man that day. I did. I used, I used three. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Matt. <laughs> thanks, Matt, my uncle and my dad for moving all our shit. Um, and then the next day we were all out and about, all had to work. Crazy, And then yeah. our electricity got turned off. Yeah. <laughs> we, th- we were told we had a couple Classic. of days to sort that out. Um, or we were under the impression that we had a couple yeah. of days to mm-hmm. sort that out. Surprise, bitch. No. Um, no, nah, you're gone. Skis. They are savage. They mm-hmm. just they turned it off and then told us that yep. they had turned it Ooh. off. <laughs> and then Chelsea's like trying to figure out how to get new electricity sorted out, and we missed the cutoff for same day. And then the next day, like we kind of applied, and then the next day, 
um, we had to get it connected and we were like, oh, electricity, they'll just like connect it with none of us will need to be home kind of thing. But because it was turned off, they had to do an inspection on the house to make sure nothing was dead in the mm. last 24 hours. Mm. Um, so one of us had to be home for a five-hour window. And guess how long he was here for? Like four minutes. Not even. Not even. <laughs> and we found out about the five-hour window half an hour before the five-hour window. Oh, While yeah. we were all at work. While we so were all at work. Yeah. So how did we get out of that one? I raced home. Ella was here. We did a sneaky crossover. There was yeah. a 10-minute period where no one was home. Yeah. And I – oh, man, if he had arrived in that 10-minute period. So mad. Wait, mate, when within that five hours did he arrive? At 4.30. So it was so a it was 1 between, to 6, so it was fairly late yeah, in the afternoon. Pretty yeah, pretty late. Fairly far into the five-hour period. Yikes, but we did it. He pulled through. We got it done. We got it. We've just got to figure out the internet, which we have set up. We just can't figure out how to set it up. <laughs> yeah. The modem is proving difficult. But yeah, mm-hmm. so if anyone listening is thinking of moving house in the next um ever, just one, rip the band-aid off, two, don't do it. There you go. Done. Yeah. Um Hi, <laughs> I'm that bitch. Uh, yeah, so nightmares. Uh but yeah. we, we got there. Mm-hmm. I think if we, we had longer it. to stew on it, we probably would have done a worse job. And uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Done, made under pressure. I'll stand by that. For sure. For sure. We got it done. We're here. It's great. We're happy. I'm so happy. Yeah, very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, our other delightful housemate is at work now, Muchai, something fancy. Training. I mean. Oh, she's a beast. She's she a beast. is a weapon. She went for a run. They went to Muchai, I think, and I don't know what she's doing. Um, but she managed to lock herself out of the house last night too. So anything that could have gone wrong in the last week has. So yeah, touch wood. You still don't need no man. No. Don't need a man. <laughs> You know, for I, mean, I like my man though. A non man hating podcast, we have a bad habit of falling into the fuck all men mentality. Absolutely. I actually, I didn't tell you this, but I, okay, I wouldn't call it having a go, but I did like say a little comment to your uncle the other day. Oh, really? <laughs> um, he was, I asked him whether he needed help lifting the fridge or something. And he goes, oh, you know, I'll just, I'll just wait for Mr. Muscles in there. And I turned around, I was like, excuse me, <laughs> what about me? And he like, oh, he was so apologetic. He was like, oh, uh, I mean, you know, I didn't mean it that way. And I was like, yeah, bro, you're fine. <laughs> but just don't say it again. <laughs> don't be sorry, be better. Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, I said it as a joke, but that kind of like brings us on to the topic of today, really. Yeah, it's just it like. If you want to go mm-hmm. straight into is, it. Yeah, like, well, the last time I was on, we spoke about body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. But looking back, Thea, are you good? So episode eight, <laughs> we've now. Episode eight. If anyone wants to yeah. check that out. Or, or not, because I don't like how I spoke about body dysmorphia mm-hmm. in that episode. I think I definitely bubble wrapped it. And mm. um, since then, I would say that my body dysmorphia has gotten worse and better worse because I'm now a gym junkie and along with that comes with all of the insecurities of being a strong girl mm-hmm. um wait yes yeah, so that's uh, where was I sorry I just blanked what was I talking about <laughs> Being insecurities of being a strong girl. I don't know how we, I don't I know say, how we got ha- there. I've had this conversation with you. So basically what happened this morning, Steph was coming down to record the podcast anyway because 
It's the thing that we've got to do. Um, and I had made Chelsea her coffee. And <laughs> yeah. we were sitting at the table that we now have because we didn't have a table until yesterday. And So happy about we, it, by the way. Yeah, we were just talking about like how we had to record the podcast. And Chelsea basically turned around and she was like, she was like, I want to do another one. And I was like, yeah, okay. And she was like, not happy about the last one. Like, I feel like there's so much further we can go into it. And then we were yeah. talking about how both of us, well, all three of us mm-hmm. are very into the gym. And I've never experienced body dysmorphia before until now where I'm like, if I can't hit the previous PB, I'm like, what the fuck? What, yeah. What, yeah. what do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean? I'm not like, and I am such a different body shape and so much smaller and like my body's changed entirely, but it's like, it's this like, competitive drive now it's like Mm. must be better must be better yeah it's like this competitive like I want my muscles to be bigger and better but at the same time I don't want to be too buff too muscly look like an angry Russian which doesn't happen to be it doesn't like it doesn't it really doesn't if you're leaning out at the same time you end up a lot smaller like that was my biggest concern when I started at the gym pre-covid me was like the fittest and in best shape Mm. that I'd ever been in and I was eating more calories than I'd ever had before mm. and I was it took me a, a while to get past the whole number on the scale if I lift weights I'll get muscly and bulky mm. and of course like Chelsea and I were very broad we're very tall yes we've had this same yes. insecurities before yes. we've had these conversations but I was eating the most I'd ever eaten but because I was like eating well and eating what I should have been putting in my body and lifting weights I was the smallest I'd ever been but the you know, muscle muscle yeah. burns calories. Like mm-hmm. that's how it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the more muscle you put on, the more calories you're eating. Yeah. So your your that's why a maintenance calorie intake is so hard to define because the more muscle you have on your body, the more you need to eat. The more you need to eat. So, like Matt, for example, is probably a similar height to you, Steph. Mm-hmm. But his maintenance calories, like he's on twenty two hundred calories at the moment in a thousand calorie deficit. Like he's wow, that's insane. Whereas I was just on a calorie deficit for six weeks, um, and that was fifteen hundred. Yeah, and it almost killed me. And I terrifying. It is terrifying, but at the like it wasn't down to thirteen hundred. I was I was tiny. Yeah, um, yeah. For those of you don't know, uh, I'm five nine ish. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, yeah, I'm tall and broad, and I'm very active. So fifteen hundred was. It was a challenge, like, yeah. and it was, you know, a six-week challenge. Like, I was expecting that. Um, but, yeah, I w- wanted to bring this up because it being in the challenge and kind of feeling like I didn't want to be that person at the end of the challenge that hadn't lost weight. Yeah. And that's ultimately what happened. Yeah, I lost centimetres. Yeah, I lost um, – you know, just like cellulite and whatever. Like I look better, I look fitter, but I didn't actually lose numbers on the scales. Neither have I. And that sent me into a fucking spiral, like, oh, like to the point where it was like, I felt like I hadn't succeeded at all at the end of the six weeks. I was so ashamed that I even lied to the trainer about what my final weigh-in was because it hadn't changed. But myself like obviously yeah I'm stronger and fitter and I feel better about myself um and I think that that was like really unhealthy for me to go into this challenge and have this expectation going in and not meeting it and then yeah just being stuck in this really shitty mindset so I think that's something that you like needs to be kind of talked about more though like I 
photos to photo, like comparing photos from when I first started training mm. to now, like proper training with Matt to now, I, it's a completely different body. Mm. Like it's yeah. a different body. Absolutely. My scale weight is only down like two kilos tops mm. on a good day. Like two kilos if the fairies all line up. I've drank <laughs> lots of water. I've peed. Yeah. I've done my other business and good to go. Like then I'm two kilos down. Otherwise I'm weighing in much the same. Yeah. And that's like I'm really lucky that I have been able to rationalise that in my head. Yeah. Because I know that my body has changed so dramatically. But it's so easy to be like, no, I didn't change weight. And Matt's mum is doing a challenge at the moment as well. And she said to me the other day, she was like, if I hadn't seen you do it and not move weight at all, Mm -hmm. I would be way more in my head about the stats that are coming back for me. Yeah. Because like your centimetres will be going down. If your weight's not moving, you can kind of wig out about it. And definitely growing up in the entertainment world as a dancer, it's all about the numbers. It's not like they put you on scales and weigh you. And um, that's, I guess that's where it started maybe. I don't know, just like wanting to be light, not uh, skinnier. I don't know. It's it's weird how kind of want both at the same time. But I only just got the one. (laughs) Yeah. But that's it. Like, you don't get a choice. No. You do not get a choice. Yeah. At all. Like, I was bought, born with childbearing hips and giant quads. But, like... Yeah, you, know, you were. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, I'm never going to be a ballerina. Yeah. Because the industry standards for that... Yeah. ...are not what I am. And it was pretty obvious from, like, age six that I wasn't going to be a ballerina. Put me on a hockey field, different story. Mm. Quads. I can spot yeah. for a decent period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like it's just super fucked up that these industries kind of have a say about how we approach. Yeah, from the moment you're born, it's like yeah. you can and you can't. And I know that like we've done so much work to fight these standards, especially like women's rights and everything. But at the same time, like I could have gone to the Moulin Rouge, but she told me I was too fat. So that was that (laughs) like that was the end of that career and realistically like too fat was based off a number not off looking and that was when I was 16 as well like I hadn't even fully developed and it's a quick and easy way to like ruin oh completely destroyed me and the fact that she was like yep watch out for those hips like you know so was she was this your dance instructor at the time no this was the uh leader of the Moulin Rouge yeah Uh, you know the I don't know, producer, whatever. I don't even know her name. Um, I think I brought this up in the last yeah, um, podcast did. as well. Um, and that's just one example because I'm like, you know, Milan Rouge is like such a big thing. And th- yeah. it's not the only time it's ever been said to me. But, yeah, as a 16-year-old, like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Watch out for those hips. She was right, but in a good way now. <laughs> yeah. That, like, that's it. Like, at 16, though, you're not rational. No. You can't rationalise that as like – yeah, okay, my hips, great. And it's going to help me do these things in 10, 10 years ag- 10 years ago, that, like curves were not a thing. You needed to be flat as a board. Exactly. Like, Well, I was having this conversation yesterday. I was watching um, the Resident Evil movies mm-hmm. um, with like Mila Djokovic and things like that. And I'm like, fuck, the late 90s to early 2000s when Twiggy yeah. was a thing. And yeah. like, um, what was it, like Crack Chic? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the jam. Yeah. And and I and we had this little debate. It's like have 
And I, I was against it because I'm pretty sure you just never saw it on screen. It's like, has society changed in the last 20 years where we're eating more hormones or eating more fast food and we've gotten bigger and bulkier as a society? Or is it that you literally just never saw diversity on screen? And I, I reckon it's a little bit from column A, column B, but it's more so you watch all those movies and it was Twiggy and everyone was stick thin. And that's kind of what was portrayed, which is why our generation's pretty fucked up about it all. Oh, yeah. Very. Yeah. Right, but now you see that diversity and you see different shapes and sizes on TV. So it's becoming a little easier, but the ship has sailed with us. Mm. I think it's a little from column A, a little from column B. I think a little bit of it is, yeah, it wasn't represented, but I think as well it was such a societal thing. like Because it wasn't represented on screen at the time, it was such a societal thing to – that people push towards being skinny. Mm. Whereas now, like there's such a massive movement in like – fitness and gyms and being strong and that kind of stuff and then you've got like the plus size model realm as well that are going real hard at their side of things too so it's like there's way more people advocating for different body shapes Mm -hmm. so it's easier for the general public to be like it's almost like there's more choices for them Mm -hmm. they're like which movement am I going to fall into whereas before it was either I'm part of this or I'm not yeah so, well, that's just like – obviously I wasn't around in the, the, that era, so it's hard to kind of feel like this was what it was like, this is what it felt like. But like from an outsider's perspective, that's kind of what it looks like. It looks like you had the option to be thin or not, yeah. whereas now you've got the option to be like that, curvy, thin, thin, curvy, strong. strong. Yeah. Like yeah. there's all – there's there's people representing a bunch of different mm. – types of bodies mm. so you can choose which one you're comfortable falling into yeah. slash have the body type to allow you yeah to yeah. fall into yeah and the three of us would be sh- pushing shit up a hill trying to be thin yeah like thin thin <coughs> thin, yeah. thin like yeah like in the perspective that we're talking impossible. about it, now. it would be really hard especially for how we work out now to drop down our calories that much to be like zero body fat like super just and muscle, yeah, because yeah. you'd ha- ultimately have to lose muscle as well. Like mentally as well, it would fuck me up if I couldn't yeah. work out, if I couldn't throw around weights and be strong and get out there. Like, I think the the mental repercussions would be worse than the physical. I don't think for sure. Yeah. Like, I only trained twice last week because we were moving, um, and we had to kind of like prioritize that in terms of um, free time. Mm. And I went into the gym on Saturday night after work with Matt being like he was there um and I dropped a weight that I should not have dropped like I dropped a 100 kilo squat which I've gotten up before the 90 went up easy but the 100 I couldn't get up because I was so in my head about it and I ended up actually dropping the squat and then he banned me from training but that's that's (laughs) another issue but like that's it like it's not just a headspace in terms of like your mental health out of the gym. It's also like your mental health getting back in the gym. Oh like, man, yeah. you're so. Wait, I'm you so. Ang- you can't stop. It's anxiety stopping. Not, yeah. Then like even like three days off, you're like, what the fuck just happened? Like yeah, what? I've lost all my muscle. I can't do anything anymore. My yeah, gosh. And yeah. And you're like, do I need to cut back? Like realistically, like your muscle's still forming. So the, whatever you were lifting, like you can still lift it. It's, it's you're like, do I need to cut back? Am I, am, am I just doing myself a disservice by pushing harder? Blah, blah, mm. And you're just like, oh, just relax. Like, please just, just relax. Yeah. yeah. One of the worst things, 
that I experienced with it all was recently when I had my neck surgery mm. and I couldn't go to the gym and I had to take that two weeks off to heal. But then when I went back, I couldn't do any upper body stuff. So I was doing legs like four days a week. Yeah. Light legs and I get that it wasn't good for my body, but I had to be back in the gym. Yeah. And I hated it. I hated that I couldn't go and work out. Like just taking that two weeks off, I felt like I'd flushed all of my effort down the drain. And I like that the shift that I've taken like the last 12 months of I don't necessarily want to be stick thin. That's not my goal. It's not like I've changed since I was 18 and gone. I have different body goals now. Mm. Now I want to be strong. I've got the whole mind concept and I guess it's a little psychological and we're not going to go into that, <laughs> but it's the whole like I never want to be weak again. Yeah. But 100%. then at the same time, like we, that was what we were talking about this morning mm. is you that body dysmorphia still comes back in. Yeah. Because then it's like if you're not strong, like it's still – this is going to sound like a harsh way of putting it, but it's still something that you want to be that you're not. Yeah. Is that the dog snoring? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you tired, baby. <laughs> you woke him up. <laughs> but that's, yeah, like it's still something that you're trying to be that you're not. So it still gets to a point. And like we're all kind of <laughs> far out there. We're all kind Sorry. of ingrained to be, to always push for something else. Like yeah. humans are designed to never be satisfied. Mm. It's well, like hu- mm, capitalism. Capitalism is oh, yeah. designed to yeah. have you never satisfied. Mm-hmm. You always want what you can't have. But that's, it's, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's like here we want to be darker and we want to be tanner because we have more pale skin and things like that. Yeah. If you go to Indonesia, if you go to Thailand or Bali or any of those places, they've got heaps of products that bleach your skin. Yeah. Because they want to be lighter. Which is they, just wild. Right? Like, and you sit there and you think of the concept and you're like, why would you do that to your skin? But here we are trying to tan our skin, mm-hmm. which we know gives us skin cancer. And it's like yeah, that beauty standard of – It's just, just literally what you just said. Like my first thought, bleach your skin. What the fuck? That's Surely that's yeah. bad for you. But <laughs> it's all right. I'll go out in the sun. No no dramas. Yeah, I know I'll go, I'll go off, out Or fake tan, which yeah. is filled with so many chemicals. Exactly. And it's just a wild concept and you kind of accept what your society tells you to do. But when you go somewhere else, you're like, that's wild. Why would you do that? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I I don't know. Lots is just society fucking shit up, I think. Like, yeah. we don't really have anything. It would be interesting to see what happened, what would happen if we were as disconnected from the rest of the world as we were. We'd probably be a lot happier. I had this thought the other day. Like, this isn't really aligned with, uh, like, body image. Well, it kind of is. Um if you were just born on your own with no outside influence, how would you dress? How would you wake up and put your clothes on in the morning? Like what would you choose to put on? Because I know that I probably wouldn't put on half the stuff that I wear because it's, you know, it's sold to us that this is what women wear to look good. Like this is what you wear to the gym. This is how you look sexy. Like, you know, but like what, like what would you wear? Like actually – what would you wear? See, I Both don't know if I could genuinely answer that question because, like, I get up and put gym clothes on because it's practical. Like, yeah. and, but then the practicality of it has also been sold to me. Yes, so absolutely. It's like, I don't like, know if I can answer that question. Yeah, tights are practical, but so are you know, like, daggy dad shorts. You know, yeah. like, like what? 
would I dress as like gothic? What would I right. truly? And I, I honestly don't know. What would you wear? So. Um, I so I'm going through a hippie phase. I've spoken about Ooh. this a lot, and a lot of my stuff now is like flare bottoms and all the rest of it. But Love. I, I work in corporate now, mm-hmm. kind of. Mm-hmm. So I have to like. Don't get me wrong. I'm I wear corporate flare bottom pants. <laughs> Like that's I've, amazing though I've, they look great my ass amazing yeah yep amazing but I've brought that into that but I can't you know they're like you need to wear sleeves you need to do this and I'm like yeah but I don't want to like to be honest I just kind of want to wear a bikini and hang by the beach every day yeah would I even wear a like, bikini would you even you wear, a bra? Even wear a bikini right. I know you I know you well enough to know <laughs> there is no way in hell you'd be wearing anything if you didn't have have to like if I wasn't gonna scar children or get sexually assaulted, mm-hmm. I'd probably just be naked all the time. Yeah, but like, Hell if yeah. it wasn't frowned upon, Hell yeah. would children be scarred by it if it what that wasn't also sold to them? Right? It's so freeing just to lay out in the sun. Just naked. Starkers. Just I don't think starkers. I've ever done that. I don't think I've ever done it either. I've done it from like the what safety a of the sad time. Deck. Are there any nude beaches around here? Do you know? No, I doubt it. <laughs> I highly doubt it. No, there'd be some. There's one in Sydney. Yeah. But it's like... It's got a reputation and I don't think I'd be comfortable going nude. Like, mm. it's, like, historically, like, an old dude's kind of nude right. beach. Yeah. Yeah. Because I reckon a nude yeah. beach would be so fun if it didn't come with pervy men or boys. That's the thing, right? But that. you have, like, a you've got a back deck garden. <laughs> that's true. We also live in a two-story duplex. Yeah, that's fine. We've got neighbours that have access to Smile seeing our yard. Smile or nod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 What? <laughs> There's a whole lot I can see from my bedroom window. There is no privacy for anyone. But I can't go down the rabbit hole of what would I be like without any external influence. Do you ever go down that little rabbit hole yourself and you're like, who am I? All the time. Yeah. All the time. Right. And I noticed that and I got called out for this the other day. So a girl that I work with. So I live with my boss and a girl that I work with spends a lot of time over. And she, I did something that my boss does and she called it a himism. Like, you know, mannerism. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. That's a himism. And I'm like, fuck, you're right, it's a himism. Because I'd done, like, something that he does or I'd, I'd started speaking like him. Oh, I do it all the time with Matt. And that's what I mean. It's like, yeah. as, a, as animals, if you go back to, like, primal state, we are designed to fit in to, to the to things and adapt. our surroundings. Yeah. yeah, to adapt to our surroundings. For sure. So that, like, the herd will accept us. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of sit there and you're like, who am I? No, but there's, like, <laughs> there's so much... Yeah, there's mm-hmm. so much that we do just because we live here. Like, well, prime example, the last – we've lived here for, what, six days? We've been up every morning. I don't think there's been a morning we haven't gone to the beach yep. or gone for a walk or a run or whatever. Because like, that's just what you do that's here. that's just what you do here. Whereas or like, when you came to Brisbane in your workout gear. And yeah, like, and I was like, fuck? I feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Why are people wearing real clothes? Because they're not by the beach, yeah. Here, I yeah, you're lucky if I put a shirt on because it's just like – it's just you're almost weirder if you're not in gym clothes yeah, at I the agree. beach, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, well, even between me and you, like our day-to-day looks so much different because you live in Brisbane and I live on the Gold Coast. Like me and you, it's hard Two to Two completely different worlds, can I just say. Yeah. yeah. Like the people in Brisbane are so different to people down the coast. Like mm. it's it's – wild and never realized it before this I much that i'm more uptight when i walk through the city because everyone else is more uptight yeah versus here when you walk by the beach you're like yeah 
Bloody da. Yeah. Maryland. There's like, literally like nobody gives a shit about anybody else down here. Like mm. you just but like not in a negative way, just like you're not worried about what other people are doing. Whereas yep. I think in Brisbane there's a little bit more of like you're worried about everyone. It's probably because it's busier as well. Like there's a lot, and a lot of people range, are tr- like, they're trying to climb the ladder as well. Yeah. Usually people are like on top of each other trying to win in mm-hmm. the in the city, I think. Yeah. Um everyone's trying to chase that dream money whatever but down here I think people are like they accept the lifestyle a little bit more I don't know I'm not making any sense but no, yeah it does well it makes, it sense. makes sense yeah, yeah people, you know like yeah. people that live down here are kind of more content with just like chilling and living and living enjoying enjoying it you know? yeah, yeah. it's even down to like well this house like the, the rent on this house is kind of astronomical <laughs> um but my like my dad and my uncle and everyone were like what the hell why are you paying that but aren't you going to invest your money all this kind of stuff like even down to something like the way you spend your money I feel like investing and being smart financially and all that kind of stuff is so much more prominent Mm -hmm. in Brisbane like people won't spend money this is quite the same like we're investing in our lifestyle like we're investing in which to me is priceless getting up at five o'clock and going to see the sunrise I would pay a lot of money to do that well, we yeah. do and we do <laughs> we do but you know I'm I, it doesn't even cross my mind I'm like I I'm never leaving this this is this is how I live now it's yeah. never changing I mean. this, like, this is it different priorities like yes. you'll probably find someone in Brisbane like the three of us in our position if we were Brisbane born we'd pr- probably be looking at like half the rent kind of thing making sure we've got money going in savings all that kind of stuff because it's more important to us to have a savings account mm if we're in Brisbane whereas mm. down here it's more important to us to be 2k's from the beach in a house with good vibes yeah with a small yard that we don't have to worry about maintaining like the the priorities are just different so different yeah. mm-hmm. well that's like so I've said it before but I'm looking to move and I want to move back down the beach I am looking to literally funnel all of my money into getting my own place because I'm so set on getting my own place and taking like that next personal mm. growth step that I'm going to be, and that is an investment, right? One hundred percent, investing in yourself. yourself. Yeah, we've we've that that's a running theme for the last couple of weeks that we've been sort of talking about on and off the podcast. Is it's investing in yourself, mm-hmm. pulling your money out of your stocks and putting it into doing the thing that you've always wanted to do. That is investing in yourself. Like, yep. And I've, I've accepted I'm just going to be really broke for a while, and I'm not going to have a security blanket. But like, and that's okay. That, yeah, mm. if that money was in. The bank, what's it doing? It's growing incrementally, like tiny little bits at a time over the period of, like, fuck off. Like, I'd rather be happy now. Exactly. Living my life now. Because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. That's so cheesy. How did we get here? You know the saying (laughs) that it's like, tomorrow never comes. Like, stop planning for your future so much. Like, don't be an idiot, but stop planning for your future so much and worry about being happy with now. Because if you're happy with now, the future's going to take care of itself. Well, I, I said that to my, my boss the other day, my area manager, because I was talking about renting on my own and I was looking at like, I told him my budget and he's like, wow, that's ridiculously, I'm like, I know I'm going to be pretty broke for a while. And he's like, you know, but I know you need the initial investment, but you know, you could own a house for the same amount of money. And I turned around and I'm like, yeah, but in fairness, I'm not really in the mindset of the longevity right now. Yeah, well, and if you like, own a house, you're stuck in the same place. Like, Matt doesn't want to buy a house. And the only reason I'm like, can we just buy a house so I don't have to deal with, like, moving ever again? Yeah. Um, but, like, the only reason – like, that's the reason he's like, no, I don't want to buy a house. I don't want to be stuck somewhere. 
Yeah. Like if I want to go move up and move, I don't want to have a mortgage I have to mm-hmm. worry about. Mm-hmm. Like I'd rather just be able to go, oh, it's the end of a lease. Let's go. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like you, rent is dead money. Yeah. Theor- in theory, but it's offers a lot more freedom. Again, it's a priority thing. Sure. It's like, is your priority freedom or is your priority putting your money towards making money? My priority is happiness right now. I'm not going to knuckle down and sacrifice my happiness for like the long run. When, yeah. as you said before, you could die at any moment. Mm. I mean, my priority is being content. And in the last like week that we've been here, like I've felt a lot more grounded. I'm getting a lot more done because I'm not as up in the air. Yeah. Like my old house was great. It just didn't, it was great for the scenario I was in when I moved there. It just didn't offer the same sort of like, it was uninspiring. It was kind of like 10 minutes further away from anything than here is, which kind of made things a bit weird. But it was just one of those things where I was in such a rut. Whereas now, like, you got up just after me this morning and went for a run. Yeah. And by the time she got back from her run, I'd done the washing, checked three things off my to-do list, was fucking around with the internet, had, like, had unpacked boxes, had moved shit around in the garage. How good. Got so much more done in your maybe gone an hour. Mm. I'm really using your run as a time yeah. for anything. But like <laughs> she went for a run. <laughs> um, like a t- on, on a time frame thing. Like I got so much done in that hour. And it's just like the little tiny things that kind of make menial tasks that little bit easier yeah. to do. You know, like I've been really lucky to get the master bedroom. Because um, <laughs> the bed wouldn't fit anywhere else. My bed wouldn't fit anywhere else. So, you know, I've got a bathroom right there rather than halfway across the house. And, yes, it's a small thing and it's like first world problems. But, like, that little thing that I can do to make my life a little bit easier. The washing line is just there. Granted, there's a stinky bin next to the washing <laughs> line right now because the previous tenants didn't put it out. But, you know, it's tiny little things in your day. Mm. that if you set your priorities right can make your day so much easier small little shifts that yeah. can have bigger repercussions yeah, exactly. yeah. that's what i was trying to say Usually <laughs> I, mean, I went on a tangent okay so roundabouts yeah yeah speaking of being content i know we brought this at the beginning of the podcast um and our headspaces when we did the last one together and I was explaining this to my friends the other day how in the last couple of months I've well in the yeah in the last year and a couple of months I've just done like a full 180 and it's about cutting those ties cutting those negative little things that hold you down um and getting rid of them so you can let that positive energy flow and I've definitely oh my god I've been on such a spiritual awakening in the last couple of months I've always kind of been into it but you know the proof is in the pudding like the more you manifest and the more you get rid of all that negative like negative people all of that stuff um you can really start to look at what makes you happy and the ways that you can make yourself happier as well so yeah yeah. I got to say, Emily, how does it feel being around two people that talk about this all the time right now? I'm obsessed. I so that you the know. other day. I can't remember even what it was. It was like when you're with someone that keeps talking about spirituality and enlightenment and manifestation <laughs> and it's just a... Uh, I anyway. think you said, yeah, I remember getting that. I mean, I'm not far off like 
in terms of I'm just way more of a literal thinker. Um, no, you didn't send me. You sent me a different meme about ta- you, meme about your therapist. I was like, I'll tag you. Oh on yeah, for so you don't have to. Yes, yeah. I did see that. Um, yeah, no, I'm like on the same page. Like we pulled cards the other night. Yeah, I um, pull cards all the time. But it's fucking amazing. Yeah, it just like for me, I just need to pair the spiritual with the literal. Yeah, because I'm still a very like logical, literal thinker. But like, you know, I manifested my job that I got by putting the start date in my calendar. How good. And and it worked. Like mm-hmm. the symbol of the place on my mirror. It's still there. I can see it right now. And it's just like, you know, these things are just falling into place. Yeah. And, th- you know, this house, I said to you straight off the bat, I was like, I just have a really good feeling about this. Me too. I've always yeah. been about f- like feelings and vibes to say, mm-hmm. like to be the vibe guy. But like I've always been about a gut feeling. If I – and if I can't – visualize myself doing something it's not happening mm. like i know for a fact if i can't this see is the myself, only place i could actually see myself living in yeah that's what i mean like if i can't see myself living in a place mm. doing a job i don't even know like if i'm excited about i don't even know like if i'm looking forward to something happening and i just can't see myself doing it then i know something's going to happen that means that i'm not going to be doing absolutely. it absolutely and it's like it's a weird like deja vu kind of feeling, but I'm there. I'm just not as there mm. as you guys are. I mean, well, what was the first thing I did yesterday when there was a black cat at the door? I was like, Chelsea, get your book. I've, I've got a spiritual animal book. Yeah. Yeah. So any kind of fascinating animal that literally comes like crosses your road, crosses your path. It might run in front of your car. It might fly through your window and hit you on the head like a bee like did a bee to me. Did two, two days in a row. Um, and yeah, you look in the book and it always has a relevant meaning. So yeah. that's my new favorite obsession is animals. Yes. And yeah, they're like little messages from the universe. Did you look up the black cat in the end? I did, but it was it wasn't a black cat. It was like a feral cat. I don't know. I don't. You can have you can have a you can have a look at it. Well, we just yesterday went to go leave in the morning and there was a black cat at the door. Theo was barking at it, but it was like, no, nah, I'm good kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like it just stayed at the door and I was like, are you planning on leaving? I'm like, that's that's a bad omen. But sometimes it can be good omens. It wasn't black quite I think every sign from the universe is good. There's no bad omens in my book. But it wasn't <laughs> like a black cat with black eyes. Like it was a black cat with green eyes and mm. like mm. it was – yeah, it was probably like it wasn't pure black. Like it wasn't one of those things where you look at it and you're like, oh, that's coming straight out of Supernatural. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just like it's a cat at my door <laughs> kind of thing. And you needed to see it for a reason. Yeah, we just haven't quite We'll, we'll out discuss reason that reason later on. <laughs> oh, you do know? I do know. Oh, I'll, I'll get the book later. Okay, we'll yeah. have a look at the book later. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm a little bit there, just not as much. But I need this week to work on getting my head back in the zone because last week I was very like nonchalant and like I just need to fix problems as they happen like on the back of the able yeah every time so like to swing it back to your body just more feel like I have refused to check in for the last two weeks with Matt because I'm like Good. I don't want to know <laughs> yeah I do not want to know so like this week I'm going to go back and do like hit my gym the way I need to and that's that is my pr- top priority this week is to hit my gym 
um, and my routine the way I need to because I couldn't help the fact that my head felt so fucked up in terms of like I'd look at myself in the mirror and know it's still the same body and nothing's happened but like I wasn't eating onto my meal plan because we couldn't open the fridge for 24 hours. I wasn't, you know, going to the gym because I was moving boxes. Like I know that there was – it wasn't as dramatic as I made it out mm. but I was too scared to do anything because I was like, I don't want to know how much I fucked this up. Mm. I just give me a week to reset and then we'll see. I yeah. have a question for you guys yes. because this is something that I'm struggling with now that I am a certified gym junkie and I'm getting all those gains. I'm do you growing. Do you your pre yet? Yes, I do. <laughs> I don't. Am I the only one? I can't. You're not a certified no. gym junkie. What? No, I can't. Ah. No, let me explain. <laughs> Because when I get to the bottom, I can never finish the bottom of the glass because of the chunks in it. Yeah. Like it literally activates my gag reflex. If I swallow that oh. last little bit, I'm about to throw up and I do that like dry heave gag. <laughs> now I'm pretty sure that's not going to be that attractive to look at when I'm in the middle of the floor. You don't do it gym. in the gym. You do it in the car. I do it in the car or Again, before I drive to the gym. Don't know if I want to projectile vomit in my convertible. You know what I mean? Like it's, but it's not, not like it doesn't end up like that because it ends up just like tasting like nothing and then you take it's a the big, texture. It's the It's just powder though. Yes, yes it is. And it, you, you need to risk it before you rule it out mm-hmm. because as long as you've had heaps of water during the day, the dry scoop pre-workouts like you're fucking buzzing yeah. within 20 seconds you just yeah. like, the beta, So is that why beta alanine tingles? Although yeah. I said I sent this to Emily the other day. I was at the gym and this dude was in the middle of the weight section and I've and he was a really good looking man. I'm okay. not going to lie. Yep. And he's just dry scooped in the middle of the gym and I was like, ooh, did someone get me a wet floor That sign? to me is like same vibes. Not, It's mm. obviously not the same. But um, having MD at the end of a concert, I, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that gives me. You know, dry scooping in the middle of a workout. No, but I don't know. Oh. I don't know. What are you doing? Needs a little top up. Yeah. But I don't know if it was at the middle. He might have just been starting. But the fact that oh. I got to witness it. No, but you and need was like just 10 really to 15 minutes for it to kick in as well. Then so. why would you not just have normal pre-workout if we're giving it 10 to 15 minutes? Or is it just you feel hardcore? It's like the the um, placebo effect. It's You're a like, bit, I'm so a badass it, bitch. It's a little bit. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it kicks in quicker. Like a little bit quicker. It's a little bit of a badass bitch thing. It also is like way easier if you're on the move. Like mm. I work in the same place as I gym. So I'm not going to like. It gets it all in quicker. Quicker, yeah. And I don't like drinking a litre of water with it. Like I will separately, but not mm. as pre-workout. Yeah. Because yeah. like I will do my dry, dry scoop, my pre-workout, and then I've got a Powerade as part of my meal plan during my workout. So it's like, it's a lot of water, bro. And like I already need to like do other things with pre-workout releases <laughs> other things in your body so yeah if right. you have dry scooped pre-workout before you want you know yeah you, you know I, what we're talking about i i so i went to the gym this morning with my ex and he's on this new pre-workout that i tried and it's like a thermogenic at the same time like you haven't you get to the gym and you're like fuck i'm hot i'm gonna pass out like it's insane. i had that this morning actually as well but this is the second time i've healthy? tried this one and I get home and I'm like, I just need to use the bathroom. And I've left the bathroom and I'm like, that's not okay. <laughs> I was like, that what that just did to my body? Not cool, man. Like that. Oh, nobody's ever claimed that it's good for you, but I mean, it gets no, you through the day. It's a bit of a lottery when you take it. Like either I'm going to shit myself, have the best workout of my life or pass out. 
there's or no I'm in between. Or I'm going to work out for the first set. Or all three. minutes, And then I'm going to crash halfway through <laughs> yes. a lap pull down. That's, that's what happened. And we were at the gym and we left early because I'm like, I'm going to throw up if I do anything else. Like, yeah. this is it. I was getting like the hot flushes in my mouth. Yeah. I have found just a pro tip. As, if, as long as your water intake is high – that's when you get the best out of your pre-workout. Okay. If you if you're dehydrated, because when we were wearing masks, I was dehydrated all the time, mm. and that's when my pre-workout was fucking me up. Mm. Was when I was like, yeah, super dehydrated, and it would just it give me like a twenty minute high, and then I'd crash. Yeah, and I'd be like, yeah, like I shit you not, mid lap pull down, being like, my arms just broke. Yeah, like. They don't work anymore. Okay, so back to yeah, the question, question I was going to ask. Yeah, back to the question. Um, I wanted to ask you guys how you feel. Obviously, you're in a relationship, um, but how you feel in regards to dating and potentially being stronger than your partner. Um, yeah, I don't have that issue. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, because I, I am on the dating scene, it's kind of like a new priority for me that, guy I'm with has to be able to lift heavier than me like I I need that competition I don't know but at the same time I also want to be just as strong and but then not as bulky of course um and they have to have more abs than me and I have to feel small but I still want to be able to lift just as much as them and it's like this whole cycle it adds adds a weird element of like an expectation on your partner as well that's like stems from insecurity in yourself. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. I feel like you, Chelsea, you might understand this because we're really tall. Yes. I'm not biased when it comes to height, but I, you know, what's really funny though. Like just say it. I can understand this. I dated a guy who was five, four. I am five, four. My dad is five, four. Like I know what it's like to be around yeah. small men. I'm always like, I want to be Just with say someone it. that's taller. Yeah, because I wear heels, and I, I know that sounds really shallow, and I don't mean it to, but I'm just I'm hardwired but that way. My mum always used to say that she. My mum's only a little bit taller than my dad, but my mum always used to say that she didn't like to wear heels around my dad. Mm. The word she used was behemoth. I think that was a little bit rough, but <laughs> you know, you feel big, and yeah. you don't want to feel big. And my ex boyfriend, bef- like my first one, the long term one, he was only five eight. Like he was no bigger than me. Like the type of situation where you go to Wet and Wild and they're like put the heavier person in the back, and you're like, we really don't know who it is. Right. Yeah. That kind of thing. So I do get it. Like I've lucked out now that my boyfriend's six foot tall and built like a brick shit house, but. I get it. I 100% get it. But it doesn't bother me anymore. It used to. I used to want to be that petite little mm-hmm. thing. And I think that was when my mindset changed. It was before I'd really gotten into the gym and before I'd gone, okay, I want to be strong now. And now I wouldn't mind being stronger than my partner. But I think it's because of my mentality has kind of changed in the bedroom as well. You're a little bit How so? Oh. Mm. See, that's, I, that's I've changed. always been submissive. Always because of being so tall, so competitive, yeah. so like go get a dominant in my social life and dating life and all of that, that in the bedroom, it's just like, no, I need to feel small and, and petite and, petite and, and tiny. And, yes. Well, I think, yeah, I, when, when I kind of had that mindset shift of I'll never be weak again, mm-hmm. it's yeah. kind of ingrained in my soul now that I'm like, people can come in and out of my life. That's cool. And you kind of need to accept me for how I am and I'm just going to do me. Yeah, and whether they're so weaker than me, stronger than me, taller, shorter, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So but at the end of the day, I said this to you this morning as well, it's a different conversation, but I'm going to say it again in this context, is like if it's going to be – if it's right, it's going to be right. Like I didn't mm. choose – I would never have chosen to be with a guy with exactly the same name as my brother. But here we are. Here you are. Like if it's gonna, is who you get to love. Yeah, exactly. Like if it's going to be right, if that's something that makes you uncomfortable or like gets a negative reaction from you just in your gut, like if you just get a negative reaction in your gut over something, yeah, it might be superficial, but over something like that, then it's just not your guy. Mm-hmm. Like we're not out here to make excuses for like – things that we want you just got to kind of own what you want and there doesn't have to be an explanation like there doesn't have to be an explanation or an excuse for anything Mm. like that might just not be your person I try to justify it like I wouldn't be into a guy who couldn't lift more than me because obviously he doesn't have the same lifestyle as me obviously he doesn't prioritize getting out being active doing these things so I wouldn't be attracted to him anyway yeah so I don't know but it's still that insecurity of I want to be smaller than a guy for his ego. And I know this because yeah, I don't yeah. want him to feel, I don't know, like, I don't know, weaker and then I don't put that back on me. I it's so fucked up how we're built like this. But no, no, no. But I, as a contradiction for just a second, so back when me and my ex were together, we would occasionally sleep with other people together, mm-hmm. women specifically. Um, but there was one girl that was flirting with him at the gym and this was obviously back when we were still together and she could deadlift more than him and squat more than him. And she was this, like, really tall, blonde, Norwegian power lifter. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a goddess. They're always was a goddess. Oh, was a goddess. Yum. Norwegian. Um, or Russian. But the mentality behind it, he kind of hit me up and he's like, hey, so I've been – this chick's been kind of flirting with me and I was wondering if you'd be interested because I kind of want to tap that because she's stronger than me. Okay. That's cool. Right. I and, like and, that. And I – I don't know if you've heard much about my ex, but he's the kind of man that's like, he uses big macho, he's like built like a brick house, like you said before, and all the rest of it. And he's very standard like male in that sense Mm -hmm. of like you wouldn't wouldn't have seen that coming. Yeah. Where he's like, I kind of want to tap that because she can do more than I can. Mm. But even in saying that, like my hip thrusts are pretty close to Matt's. Like just simply because. Can I just say it's very cool that Matt does hip thrusts. Every guy who I okay, first of all, whenever I bring up hip thrusts with guys, they always and they think they're so original. They always come back with, "Oh, but I can hip thrust you." You don't understand how many people have said that to me. <laughs> Besides that, what is with guys and being scared to grow their glutes? Well, this is so. The, I love a man with a good. I house, love a good dump truck on a guy. Yeah, you know why? <laughs> Matt does hip thrust because his coach is the partner of, and hopefully we can have her on the podcast, but the partner of one of the most successful female PTs in yeah, the country. Right. Yeah. So like Ellie's doing so much good stuff in her thing. Obviously she's passing that on to her partner who's Matt's coach and it just gets funneled down. So all of those yeah. boys are hip mm-hmm. thrusting. So he has a day where he hip thrusts Bulgarians and sumo squats. Uh, and I'm like, excuse me. My respect you, for him just went up so much. My hip thrusts, I did 160 for 10 the other day and he's at 160 for 15. So I'm not that far off him. Get him, girl. And you, I just you got to say, like, I get that I'm weaker than usual at the moment, but your hip thrusts give me anxiety. 
Like me I too. About, I hear about her stats, and I'm and I I shake like my yes. legs quiver at the thought. My of it. back hurts just at the thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like, and I had this like cute moment with a girl in the gym ages ago where she was. I gave her the hip thrust pad to do it, which, by the way, I'm going to buy one because I'm so fucking sick of people Tr- trying to locate gym. it in the gym. Ooh. Is a mission on its I've own. I've got my own, yeah. and it's big and it's, <gasps> it's amazing. Do it, amazing. Do it. It's the best thing I'll ever do. Okay. Um, I might do that today because I need it to be here by Friday. I think is yeah, um, yeah. So she was kind of like, "How the fuck did you just do that?" And I was like, "Honestly, I started where you were. You just add ten kilos every time. Like that's mm. how you get here. And yeah. all of a sudden, but now I'm like, like we go back to that body dysmorphia. Like my first goal was I wanted to get every compound movement to hundred kilos. Mm-hmm. Now my next goal is I want to get every compound movement to double my body weight." So now I'm working insane. with 130 kilos yeah. and I'm like, you know, I dropped a hundred kilo squat on Saturday and Matt wouldn't let me train. And I was like, let me leg press. And he was like, okay, you can leg press, but you go over double your body weight and I'm going to come and yell at you. And I was like, okay. that's good that he Racked holds you back though. Kilos. I think it can be so dangerous. I fall into this trap as well. Just like pushing and pushing and pushing Yeah, just because I'm so competitive and now I have a chronic back injury. Well, that was what he said. He's like, yeah, he's like you, cause we had filmed that squat that I dropped as well. So yeah. we could see what happened. Um, and essentially like I went for depth. I stopped halfway, decided my depth wasn't enough, like split second stop, mm-hmm. but I stopped halfway, decided the depth wasn't enough, went a little bit further and my traction in my legs just went like I yeah. lost the builder. Um, so I just went down and he caught me, but a little bit late, that the bar slipped off my back. And I probably hit maybe three vertebrae, had bruises on them, mm. like or well, had like, red marks on them. And he was like, you don't feel it now, but you've just shocked your central nervous system. Yeah. Like yeah. 100 kilos sliding down your central nervous system, you don't feel that it now. That is cooked. But you're going to feel it later. Yeah. And I did. I woke up in the morning and I was like, oh, my back is a little bit sore. Mm. How you doing? Mm. Um, so I'm glad that he stopped me. Like I yeah. was angry at the time. You're lucky to have someone there watching you. Cause I, I think that's where my back injury really definitely came from is, you know, I'd set up to do deadlifts or whatever and I'd feel it a little bit and I should just call it a day and unpack yeah. it and whatever. But I feel the eyes of guys around me, especially when yeah. you are the only girl in the weight section. I know that everyone's usually just thinking about themselves, but at the same time you look up in the mirror and they are staring at you yeah and that's when I keep going because I don't want to look weak I don't want to look silly I don't want to look yeah. stupid so then yeah it turns into injury it's like a blessing and a curse because like you perfect your form and you get stronger because you're worried about the eyes that aren't necessarily even looking but, but then, are but, but not are. at what you yeah, think they're, they're looking, they're looking at? at your ass yes not at the I'm glad you said that lifting. also um, can I just say how do you deal with that because I just outright stare at guys now if they're looking at me yep. I just stare right back until they notice see I'm really lucky that we kind of go to the gym at the same time every day so it's the same people yes so even if I'm there by myself they know what they're up against right. and he will just stare at them to make them uncomfortable yeah so it's like, we have to deal with this, man. Like there's a there's a guy at the gym that still says hi to me every time I see him, even though he sees me with Matt. And he'll do like like a flirty hi, not just mm. like a hi. Like never spoken to him. I don't know why. Like I always just pretend I don't hear him. That sounds horrible. But yeah. because I don't want to enter into the conversation. Like I don't want to be put myself in a position where me acknowledging him is going to mm-hmm. give him permission mm-hmm. to come and talk to me. Like 
go away. And you have to protect yourself. Yeah. yeah. I'm here for a purpose. Leave me alone. Like, Absolutely. If I need a spot, I'll ask someone for a spot. I'm okay with that. And that's a really good thing about having Matt around. Yeah. Like I never would lift a 100 kilo squat without a spot. Without, without someone spot. watching. Yeah. Like, and granted, the reason I dropped it was because we both thought I had it. I'm still and so nervy to ask yeah. a stranger to spot me, by the way. I don't know. See, you guys you ever have? You got, no, but you've got to figure out who. Yeah. I know. It's the game of who's going to be the least creepy so you know who, what's and always, most helpful. Always the thing that I look out for is find the one that comes with a girl. So if there's okay. one that's got a girlfriend in the gym with them, yeah. they're generally the most like Ooh, I like that. The most yeah. open mm. to it. Mm. Um, avoid the ones that look like they've got chalk for skin, because um, that's when they're on like hard gear. They look like they've got chalk <laughs> for skin. Dry scooping in the middle of a workout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And their veins are the size of small snakes. Um, those ones avoid those ones. Yeah. Yeah. At all costs. Absolutely. See, I have never liked eye contact. I don't like people looking at me. Mm-hmm. So. But I'm weird because I like being the centre of attention. Oh, yeah. Mm. Wait, what star sign are you? I'm a Libra and a Virgo. Okay, yep. 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 So I'm like, I don't like I don't like when people look at me. I don't like people confronting me. I don't like it when people try and talk to me. I'm like, how dare you? I'm clearly in my own world. Mm-hmm. I clearly have my head up my ass. Why are you trying to have a conversation with yeah. me? So when it comes to the gym, I've kind of taught myself just to stick my head firmly up my own ass. No one else is there. I literally zone everyone else out i love that i am the center of my own universe mm. because i just avoid eye she's contact the ultimate times. main character bad bitch energy totally bad i bitch. love like, that people come people will do that eye contact they almost like they are trying to come and like approach you and i just avoid like i can yeah, feel what if people they're just, looking at me what if they're just asking you if you're finished with a weight that's different you can sense it right you can sense if someone's coming up to genuinely ask a question okay I was going to say, because I do that all the time. I'm not waiting around for people. Mm. If I think they're finished with something, I'm fucking going up and yeah. asking them. Like, yeah, that's good. You know, if – or nine times out of ten, the old – the the pricks that don't unrack their 260-kilo yeah. leg press that I'm not tall enough to get down. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm like – then they just leave it sitting there and you're, like, kind of hanging around. And you're like, surely not. Surely they did not. Surely not. And surely then you just ask them and you're like, is there anyone, like – using that no okay cool i I guess i will yeah cool my new job is unracking oh my gosh other people's worst no particularly on a deadlift day fuck you (laughs) i just i just avoid i just pretend that no one else is there which when you do it long enough it's easy like Mm. it's horrible because and emily's called me out on this before like multiple people have i get a tendency to be called airy fairy Mm. but that's because i just like zoink out. Yeah, right. Like nothing else is in existence. It's great. It can it that I wouldn't let me try that sentence again. Um, I just don't know whether that's the best approach. Like in terms of if say if we talk to body dysmorphia, if you're zoning other people out so you don't have to deal with their opinions, it's probably not necessarily processing the issue. Like which really mean it's not unlike stuff. you. That's, wild. that's like a whole new concept I've never heard of before. But like, that's what I mean. It's like just blocking it out maybe isn't the most productive resolve to the issue. I'm mm. too scared to commit to this opinion. No, no, I agree. I mean, <laughs> can someone just tell me they agree? Ultimately, if we didn't have to block people out, it meant 
it means that there's aren't my god let me let me try that again yeah. <laughs> rewind if we if we didn't have to block people out it would mean that there's no creeps looking at us or making us feel uncomfortable or putting us in the situation where or no internal feel things exactly making us exactly feel, you know that's a it's a kind of a combination of creeps making us feel uncomfortable and internally us feeling uncomfortable that's about it. how we look etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah yeah cool <laughs> are we so you came on this podcast and you wanted to do it again i know where we're just going to keep going okay cool we, we should touch on the body oh i mean are we just going to do like a double episode right now i mean do you <laughs> do you want to just do a a pause and be like and do a double literally do a double episode. that works because That's i feel cool. like we really should touch on this body dysmorphia thing because you've uh chelsea you've had a like a whole change of opinion and stuff and you, yes. said you bubble wrapped it last time yes and we are 30 three episodes later and it's time to unbubble wrap this yeah so are we going to how are we going to do this are we going to wrap this episode and be the cliffhanger assholes that we are (laughs) yeah clickbait the shit out of this and come back next week yeah you okay by next week i mean we go downstairs get something to eat come back and do it again yeah yeah So tune in next week. Very sorry, <laughs> listeners. In 10 minutes time. We just decided this is how this is happening. So I guess you've got to come back next week. Yeah. Because we're going to finish this conversation. <laughs> and No, we're going to actually have the conversation. Have yeah, the conversation. We came here to have. Yes, please. You've got nowhere to be? No. Amazing. All right. Well, I'm we'll hungry though, you. so let's go get something to eat first. I really need to pee. I need a wee as well. And it's just rude to do that in front of other people. In the room. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's four doors to pick from there's to choose. Four doors. The, architect- the cord won't go that far. The- I'd have to pick a corner. <laughs> the architect of this house obviously really liked doors. Loved doors. Between my front, my bedroom door and the toilet, there is four doors. Four. Take your pick of which one you would like to close. I'll just close all of them. Go hard or go home. <laughs> you know. What I mean? Okay, I'm guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Okay, bye. 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 My hoe face was just cuddles. Yeah. I cuddled a lot of men at one time. But it's a mentality. Like, I was a fuckboy and I'm willing to admit it. Have you fucked your whole past (laughs) is the question she's trying to ask. Where do men draw the line? Like, we've got the breakfast and 12 more of them. There's no... But sometimes I put, like, an emoji next to it to kind of...